are listening to the talk show for professional web developers. Online at bcradionetwork.com. Well, hello, good evening, welcome to the DC Radio Network at dcradionetwork.com. Uh, as you can probably tell already, this uh, this is already a show with a bit of a difference. You're probably uh, expecting those well-known Scottish uh, tones of, uh, of our good friend, Mr. David Connolly, but uh, he's not actually here tonight, so you're probably wondering who is this guy? Well. Actually, I think before I go any further, I, uh, in order to, uh, to keep up with the spirit of, uh, of these wonderful shows, I think I would be only right and fair for me to introduce myself in the same way that Mr. Connolly does. <coughs> so, here we go. Greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. This is your Captain Lewis Kane speaking. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Ah, I'm so sorry, David. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I did rehearse that quite a few times over, and uh, each time it went much better than that. Uh, I hope I haven't offended you, of course. Uh, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Yep, yeah, um, as I say, yeah, my name is Lewis Keynes. Uh, you might recognise my name. God, that makes me uh, sound like a, a big head, doesn't it? You probably don't recognise my name, but for some of you, um, sort of web web podcast. Uh, listeners out there, you may recognise my name from uh, from a podcast that I do with my friends Mike, Ed and Fraser uh, called Three Devs and a Maybe. Uh, and you can check that out on threedevsandamaybe.com. And uh, yeah, I must say we've uh, we started that off back in October last year and we're now uh, somewhere in the region of 27, 28 shows. Uh, in fact, uh, tonight, after literally after I finish this show, I'm going to be recording another one of those tonight. So uh, yeah, by all means, feel free to head over to there and um, you know follow us all on Twitter and say hello and stuff. So, uh, so anyway, so that's kind of a brief introduction about me. Um, I must say, uh, David, uh, thank you very much indeed for giving me the opportunity to uh, to record this show. Uh, he literally got in, con- in contact with me on Skype uh, not that many days ago and said, uh, "I'm pretty busy at the moment. I won't do it in the accent again. I was going to, but I won't. That's uh, that's just for the beginning part of the show." Uh, yeah, he said he's pretty snowed under at the moment, and he's struggling to um, to put out a weekly show for his podcast. And uh, obviously, um, asked me if he'd like if I'd like to do it, and uh, I was absolutely over the moon. I've been uh, listening to David's uh, shows for quite a while now, probably uh, probably nearly two years, and uh, they really strike a chord with me because I, I just like the real way that David speaks about the industry. So uh, yeah, to be given this opportunity is pretty exciting. I hope I don't mess it up. Uh, in Dave, well, David's words, I said to him, "What if, uh, what if I'm rubbish?" And he said, "Well, the worse you are, the better it'll make you make me look." So, so he's in a no-lose situation, and it can only go wrong for me. So, uh, strap yourselves in, folks. We'll see how we get on. One thing I'd like to do, actually, at this point, is um, David. I'd like to take take uh, the opportunity on on behalf of all your uh, your Insider Club members to. Uh, you know, to, to give you a you know a big thanks for uh, for everything that you've done for us. You know, we're I'm sure I'm sure everyone shares my sentiment that we you know we know you put a lot of work into uh, into everything you do for the Insider Club and obviously to record your radio shows and um, you know try and give us cutting edge uh, information on the experiences you've had in the industry. Uh, I for one am extremely grateful for that and uh, obviously we wouldn't all be part of your Insider Club if we weren't very grateful for what you do, David. So. Uh, 
yeah, again, just a, just a massive thank you. Um, you guys listening are probably wondering how I came across David. Well, uh, probably a similar way to many of you guys. Uh, the first encounter I had with him was um, in, during my first sort of dabbles with the, uh, the PHP framework Code Igniter. And I was scouring the web for uh, well, YouTube for, for tutorials to watch to try and improve my Code Igniter skills. And I came across uh, Code Igniter HMVC. And at the time, I was aware of what MVC was. But I'd never heard of HMVC, so I thought, hmm, let's, uh, let's give that a go. Let's see what the deal with that is. And uh, very, very, very enjoyable tutorial series that David made um, about using the HMVC pattern in Code Igniter. You guys can find it if you, uh, probably if you just go onto YouTube and type David Connolly, you'll, uh, you'll find that more or less straight away. Uh, and it was a really great series. Uh, I found it, uh, David's style particularly, um, entertaining which for me is you know as uh, someone that's trying to learn I need that factor I need someone someone that can uh, that can be entertaining while trying to give information you know I've uh, I've watched many tutorials in my time where I feel like I'm going to switch off after about five seconds because you know the the initial punch to the tutorial is just not there you know there's no spark you, need to, you know you, they haven't got your attention straight away and uh, I find with most of the, uh, the shows that David's done and uh, and tutorials and things that you get that straight away which helps me learn um, I also like the fact that you know that he's got a very non-intimidating style to the content that he puts out. You know, um, often, often, you know, it's an intimidating place, particularly for um, for a slightly lower level exper uh, experienced developer such as myself. Uh, I'd say I'm probably I don't know two years in now. Um, I'll come to that anyway. Uh, so I like, yeah, I like the non-intimidating style and. From a practical point of view, like once I've watched these tutorials, you know that was it. I finally got how MVC worked, how HMVC worked. Um, my understanding of object-oriented PHP programming grew enormously at that point, and uh, and yeah. So and from there, I've never looked back. So to be honest, you know, David's the guy that kicked off all of that for me. So uh, again, finally, before his head gets any bigger, um, I'll give him a, a big thank you once more. So. Um, that's it. So basically, yeah, so what am I going to be talking about? Well, what I would like to talk about, and um, I hope you'd like to listen to, is the story of kind of how I got to where I am today. Uh, I didn't get into web development by, you know, by the typical route or the, the route you would expect of obviously going to university, uh, doing a big fancy degree, and then, you know, straight into a job. It really wasn't like that for me at all. You know, I came from... Uh, from a much more unusual background. Um, previously, in, in my in my former role, I was a professional golfer, and uh, yeah, I was doing that for uh, probably about six years, I suppose. And uh, obviously, I'm not going to bore you with the ins and outs of the golf story because we're here to listen to web stuff. But yeah, basically, um, the golf club that I was at got shut down. I got made redundant, and um, decided that. As much as I love the game, I'm certainly no Tiger Woods, and uh, you know, chances of me making a living playing, which is what I really wanted to do, was never actually going to, you know, materialise. And I don't think I'm being negative by saying that. I think uh, I think it's good to pursue something for a long time, and then if you know, if you if after a certain amount of time, you're still not anywhere close, you know, sometimes it's all right to say, well, you know what, I gave it my best shot. Let's go somewhere else with it. So that's basically what I did. I um, I decided to come out of golf altogether. I still play. I still love playing. Um, I'm a very keen amateur golfer with a, a more humble five handicap these days. But, you know, hopefully that's going to be coming down soon. Um, 
And yeah, so I was in that situation where I don't know if any of you guys here have uh, have been in a similar situation where, right, I'm uh, I'm coming out of one career. I could go anywhere that I want now. Well, hopefully I could, or I've got the choice to pursue anything that I want now. To put it a better way. Uh, so yeah, so that's where I was at, and I started thinking about a load of things, and I thought, well, why don't I Google it? And uh, while I was Googling it, it just popped into my head, like, how, I wonder how they made Google, like, websites, I wonder how websites are made, generally, and literally from there, I just decided, well, why don't we just have a little look on YouTube and see if there's anything on there that, you know, just gives me a little bit of information about how to do so. Yeah, so that's what I did. I, uh, I scoured onto YouTube and uh, literally, uh, well, I'd, made, I'd messed around with some blogs in the past like, before I even got into web. So I, I knew that HTML and CSS was, was pretty much the way to start. And that's, that's exactly what I did. I started to do, uh, started to learn, well, the idea was to try and learn that in a bit more depth. And uh, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give the names of some of the resources that I use here. And hopefully maybe these people will help you and you're uh, in your course, particularly if you're a new web developer that comes to this podcast and uh, and is listening to this, the first person I came up is a is a lady called Lisa Irby, and um, her YouTube handle is to create a website. And basically, uh, from there, I I learned the basics of CMS. Oh, I, I CSS. Sorry, well, the more both actual sort of fundamentals of CSS. Uh, I should digress, actually. I've missed a massive part of this journey. Uh, well, before I got to this point and I realised that web development was what I wanted to go into, I did actually do an open university course, or I started an open university course. And uh, from there, basically, it was a very short course. It was called Design and the Web. And it was very interesting, don't get me wrong, but I realised soon as I was learning more and more stuff that the uh, the techniques that I learned in that were very dated. They were using techniques sort of uh, styling up or laying out your HTML pages using tables and, uh, you know, no floating or divs or anything like that. So by the time I got to uh, to Lisa's tutorials on YouTube, you know, the whole concept of floating divs and using divs in general, basically, to, to lay out a web page was completely new and foreign. So I was instantly, like, excited. Oh, you know, I've already learned a new way of doing it and a more up-to-date way of doing it. And, I, you know, it still has cost me nothing to get to this point. So I pursued a load of those and I just messed around and uh, made a, I don't know, like a little five-page static website. It wasn't anything special, but it was just an opportunity to to mess around with the fundamentals. Uh, and then got more and more confident with that and then decided, you know, obviously there's got to be a next step up. You know, what's the next step up? And uh, I'd, I'd heard, loosely mentioned in a couple of the tutorials, I watched the concept of PHP. Uh, it's interesting to uh, to be in this situation now. Obviously, I know about PHP, and now I know there's other languages out there like Ruby and C Sharp and C Plus and uh, Node.js and all these other things. But you know, none of these things were actually mentioned at the time. The the whole YouTube area, particularly where I was looking at, was all centered at PHP. So I decided then, right, I've got to learn a bit about PHP. I've got to find out what's going on with that. And uh, again, I found another brilliant uh, YouTube tutorial series um, by a, a group on there called PHP Academy. Uh, and this is exciting at the moment because actually Alex, uh, Alex Garrett from PHP Academy, uh, who's occasionally uh, they get other people to record tutorials from them, but he's the one that predominantly does them. Uh, we've actually got Alex coming on as a guest on our Three Devs in the Maybe podcast very soon. I've just got to uh, finalise the date with him, but I'm, what I'm hoping is that that's going to be next week. So, uh, so yeah, so 
PHP Academy and another brilliant resource for, for particularly learning the fundamentals of PHP, just your basic variables, arrays, functions, all, all of that kind of general stuff. Uh, it, you know, you, they've got beginner series from scratch and they're just absolutely brilliant. And Bucky Roberts at, uh, at the New Boston as well is an absolute brilliant guy to, to listen to. And, uh, you know, if you can be watching a web tutorial and, and have the guy there make you laugh, I think, you know, I think that's a brilliant tutorial to be watching because, you know, a lot of people would possibly say it's not the most exciting or entertaining stuff. You know, I obviously disagree because I'm a developer and I, you know, I love to learn this stuff. I assume you do too. But we don't want to be taught it by a boring person, as I said earlier. And uh, both Alex and Bucky uh, were brilliant and very entertaining and you know, through the fundamentals that I learned through uh, through their tutorials, I was able to build my first kind of proper website, and uh, that brings me back to my uh, to my golf theme from earlier on. Uh, it was at the time I was a member at a golf course in Brighton called Hollingbury Park Golf Club, and they needed a website, and they'd heard obviously that I'd been dabbling a little bit. They didn't know what kind of level I was at. And to be honest, at the time I didn't know what kind of level I was at, but they said. You know, do you fancy making us a website? And I thought, sure. And this is probably my first tip to you guys. You know, if you get asked to do something, uh, even if in you know back of your mind initially you think, ah, I can't do that. How am I ever going to do that? I don't know how to do that. This it needs this part on a website that I've never done before. Oh, you know, oh, how am I going to do that? Never think that. Never ever think that. Just uh, just agree. Just say, yep, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. You'll always get there. You'll learn it. You know there are resources out there. You know it might certain things might take longer to learn than others, but you will get there. So never ever be afraid to take on something, particularly you know in, in web development. So yeah, so basically the uh, the first site was for Hollywood Park Golf Club, and what they needed was they obviously needed a, um, a basic website which uh, had a layout of the course on it, a bit of information about where it was, uh, prices for green fees, information about membership, and so on. And, and that was fine. I knew I was comfortable with that bit because that was, you know, that's kind of the HTML, CSS stuff. So I know that, you know, I had a chance of getting there with that. And if I didn't, maybe I'd have to go back and watch some of these tutorials again. Yeah. So and anyway, yeah. So what they needed then on top of that was to have a, a membership system, like a, a content management system, basically a secure, a secure login area, which, you know, at the time I hadn't made that. Uh, I'd messed around with sessions and stuff. So I, I knew where I needed to be looking at to be building that kind of thing, but you know I was excited to uh, to have the opportunity and get the uh, get the chance to make this site. So that's what I did. So I messed around with it, and I had uh, some site point books about PHP as well, and you know I had a DVD which had some code on it, and I just messed around. I literally I just messed around. This is uh, this was all in procedural code in these days as well. You know I hadn't the whole concept of object oriented programming wasn't even aware I wasn't even aware of it at all so uh, I'm, I'm very very pleased that I am aware of it now because you know obviously it's a much better way to plug to code than just by using procedural code but you know that's that's not for me to say that's for you to figure out I'm not here to uh, to dictate what what path you should go down I'm certainly uh, happy to offer my advice wherever I can so yeah anyway I digress so yeah basically through through the combination of things that I had and a lot of trial and error and a lot of error messages and a lot of googling of those error messages uh, I was able to finally get to a point where yeah, I built this um, this system where I could track all the members and I could enter all the competition results in and it was it was pretty exciting I mean don't get me wrong it wasn't the most amazing looking website it, it was it was okay but 
you know, a common misconception about developers is that they're also designers, and that's something that I certainly uh, don't profess to be. It's actually, funny enough, in as things are now, it's an area that I find I am being interested in because, you know, freelancing and stuff at the moment, I uh, I don't want to have to keep chucking money at designers. So, uh, and it's a, you know, if it's a skill that I can learn, you know, it, the more tools you can add to your toolkit, the better, you know. Some people are happy to, to kind of just be a dedica dedicated front-end or back-end developer. But, you know, I'm, in my particular view, I like to be, uh, if I'm making a website, I'm making a website. And I want to be responsible for all parts of that website and, uh, and work on all areas. Uh, I do appreciate, obviously, that means at this point that maybe the scale of the sites that I've been making haven't been, you know, as big as they could be, where maybe it would warrant more than one person. But all I'm trying to say there is, you know try and have an understanding of as many different areas of the industry as you can you know it'll it'll stand you in better stead you know so it can only uh, it can only help you so that was it so basically yeah made the website um finally managed to figure out how to get a website live <laughs> this came later i was like yeah oh brilliant i've made a website uh now that website needs to be live how do i do that and uh yeah this was this was quite a scary time actually and uh I'm sure you have your own stories about that. It was a very scary time for me because, uh, you know, I suddenly realised, oh, God, you know, it's not just literally www.joeblogs.com. You know, Joe Blogs is a domain. I need to have that domain. And, you know, it's, on, it's hosted on the Internet. I need to have hosting. The whole concept of those two different things, you know, you could be forgiven at an early stage for not realising that that's the situation. You know, you might just think, I've bought joeblogs.com. There it is, you know, that's the website. But, you know, as we come to learn, you know, you, you have to buy a domain and then you have to learn all about DNS and uh, C records and all this crazy stuff, which I, th I would say I'm proficient now. I kind of, you know, I can get the job done, uh, but it's certainly not, not one of my more confident areas. And I doubt there are many people out there that are amazingly confident with it because it's very complex. But, yeah, so basically, so we got the domain sorted out and... Uh, I figured out how to get the thing hosted. The first host I used was justhost.com, and to be honest, they were pretty good. They were pretty helpful. Uh, another little tip here, if you're, gonna, if you're doing this thing for the first time, uh, you want to try and find something that has online chat support uh, so that you can, you can obviously, if you come across any points where you're stuck, you know, just ask them straight away. And, uh, and don't be afraid to, to just ask them, you know, and say, you know, I've never done this before, can you help? And I found that Just Host particularly were fantastic for their service. GoDaddy, uh, I've also used, were pretty helpful as well. Uh, and sorry, not GoDaddy for the, for the, uh, for the domains and uh, HostGator for the hosting. Sorry, was where, I, was where I meant to go with that one. Yeah, so, uh, so that's what we did. So we finally got that website live and it was probably live for... Uh, three or four months or so. Um, at the time, while I was pursuing all this stuff and doing all this learning, I was working in a doctor's surgery uh, as a dispenser. <laughs> I know, a, a completely different path from web development or golf. So <laughs> I, don't like to, uh, I don't like to keep things too similar, as you can probably tell at this point. So yes, that was what I was doing. And it got to, uh, got to the point now where, uh, right, I'm definitely, the golf thing's done. I'm happy to draw a line under that. I, uh, I feel like I've learned some stuff and you know I feel like I'm getting better with my skills you know what would be a good next step and you know obviously the next step is try and get a job so that was where I was at I didn't I didn't think 
for a minute. I'd had, have a chance to actually get a job at this point, but I thought, what the hell? Let's just uh, let's just go along. Let's go and meet some people. Let's uh, let's get the experience. Let's find out, you know, if I'm going to go to these interviews, you know, to, in order to to successfully, you know, participate in these interviews. Let's find out what the environment's like. You know, the kind of things that you know I need to know. And when I get to the end of the interview, and you know, probably probably get told that. You know, thank you very much for coming, but uh, it's no on this occasion. You know, I then got an opportunity to speak to someone in the industry who can then say to me, you know, that you know this was good, but you know, you really need to make sure you know this, 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 and this. You know, so I thought, you know, although I'm, I'm the chances are I'm not going to get a job out of it. I am going to get some valuable experience, you know, and some good pointers for new things to learn. So you know, to help me, uh, to help me progress. So. For a frustrating, probably I don't know, two month period, I I was applying for jobs left, right, and centre, sending out a load of CVs, uh, contacting recruitment consultants, and yeah, for for those two months, I, I literally I didn't even get an invite to one interview, so uh, that was very frustrating. A lot of them I didn't get any response at all. Uh, got a few, you know, obviously thank you for your application, but on this occasion we we're unable to invite you to interview and. I genuinely thought, oh God, you know, this isn't going to happen for me. You know, what, where do I go from here? You know, I can't even get an interview to uh, to find out where I need to, you know, need to go from here. But anyway, you know, I didn't deter me. I carried on learning and carried on applying for stuff. And yeah, eventually, I finally got an interview. I finally got an invite to an interview with a, with a company in Seven Oaks. And uh, funnily enough, this is the company where I met Ed Fraser and Mike, my uh, my fellow Three Dev podcasts uh, podcast members. Geez, I realise uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of errs and ums and stutterings going on at this point. I hope uh, I'm not going along too fast for for people. It's actually it's such a weird thing to do to uh, to be recording yourself uh, and not actually dis- you know having a conversation with anyone. I don't, David. I don't know how you managed to do it so well, but it's it's not easy. You know, uh, not saying I don't talk to myself, but you know, unfortunately, I do do that, which uh, make of that what you will. But yeah, normally I don't record it, and to be honest, thank God I'm not recording it half the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, as I was saying, so yes, yeah, so I got this interview for uh, for this company in Seven Oaks, and uh, yeah, I what can I say? I was absolutely terrified. It was probably the most nervous that I've ever been. You know, in any situation in my life, in any golf tournament, or you know, this was big. You know, this was an opportunity to actually get somewhere to take that first step. Uh, but you know, I managed to you know stay calm. You know, after all, you know, what did I have to lose in that situation? You know, I've only got one website to show them, but you know, I have got that, and you know, here's a chance to at last get some actual feedback from them. So yeah, so. Basically, I went along to the interview and uh, sat upstairs nervously. And um, the chap there, the boss, came up and uh, sat down. And, and literally, his first question was like, "Right, what have you got to show me?" And uh, Rich said rather nervously, "You know, like I've, I've I've got one website that I've made. You know, I'm fairly new, but you know, I have made one website that I'd like to show you." And he's like, "Okay, great. Yeah, let's look at it." So, uh, as uh, as the frustrating thing happens, a lot you know, load up the website. Crashes first time round. <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. I remember that. Have you ever had that happen to you? You know, the first chance you get to demonstrate a website that you've made to someone that, you know, you test it locally, everything works fine, it's brilliant, it's ready to go. <laughs> and then you get to that situation and <laughs> crashed. Great, brilliant. But the good thing is, is that thankfully it wasn't down to my website, it was down to just a temporary glitch in their internet connection. So, uh, 
you know, I was able to, to show them the website um, and I wasn't actually able to show them the code to go to the website because, well, I could have done, but it wasn't asked for. And we just went through a few bits and, uh, you know, it was very scary. It was very, very scary. You know, he, um, I'm not ashamed to, to admit this at the time, you know, he, uh, one of the questions I got asked was uh, to rate myself out of 10 for certain areas of the industry and uh, I'd like to share those with you now, if I may. So the first one I got asked, JavaScript. Zero out of ten. I'd never touched JavaScript in my life. JavaScript, jQuery, again, they're all fancy words that I'd heard, but, you know, I've been learning HTML, CSS, PHP. You know, those are the things that I know. Uh, yeah, so I was just like, right, don't try and be pretentious, just be completely honest. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So, yeah, JavaScript, zero out of ten. Uh, PHP, I was like, well, this is obviously a difficult one. You know, I feel like I know what I know pretty well, but... If I say seven or eight, that's going to make me sound ridiculously overconfident. If I say one or two, it might underestimate what I actually do know. So I settled on five. So I said, yep, settled as five. I said, you know, I've, I've learned, you know, how to incorporate PHP into a website. I've made, a, a, you know, a content management system that encompasses secure logins. You know, I know how to use functions. Uh, so I'd say that probably makes me a five. He said, okay. So HTML, CSS. I said, well... This is probably my strength at this point, so I gave myself 7 out of 10. Still not a massively strong area, to be honest. It's, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm competent, but, you know, the dedicated front-end developers that know all the, uh, the cutting-edge CSS3 techniques and HTML5 and all this stuff, you know, I, I must say I haven't done a great deal of learning of, of that stuff. I'm still uh, using a lot of the techniques I learned back then, but what the hey, if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But... You know, certainly try and improve it if you can, and that's something that you know, something that we do every day. You know, hopefully we uh, every single day where they're developing, we're getting better, and uh, so I still I like to think that that's the case now. And then uh, yeah, then he dropped a bomb. Classic ASP. Classic what? Classic ASP. I was like, oh, I think I've heard of ASP. He was like, no, 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 classic ASP. Um, well, I actually had never heard of that, so I can only say 10. And, and I was thrown a little bit by that as well, because the, uh, the site was advertised, the, the job was advertised as a PHP developer as well. And uh, yeah, so, so I, well, I thought, well, you know, after that, you know, that bit didn't go maybe quite so well. So I thought, you know, let's, uh, let's lay all my cards on the table. And I just basically said, you know, look, I am new to the industry. You know, I do realize that. I realize that I... You know, I'm not entitled to uh, to maybe command the salary that you might be looking to pay for a job like this. I'm, what you have got is someone who's you know dedicated, keen to learn, loves learning, and you know just give me the chance. I'll um, I'll try and make a go of it the best I can. So that's what I did. So uh, walked out of there feeling you know felt better when I got out, but you know in hindsight, it was probably the scariest job interview that I've ever had. Job interviews are never nice in any industry, but. Yeah, this one was up there as one of the, you know, the more terrifying experiences. But, you know, I thought, good for you, you know, you've done it. You know, let's, uh, let's wait for the feedback now and, you know, we can finally start, you know, getting some feedback on where I need to go, you know, and where I need to go to next. So that was it. So, whew, I don't know, a week or so later, I had a very surprised, uh, surprising email inviting me for a second interview. And I was like, oh, happy days, because in the, in the meantime, you know, I had several more knockbacks, you know, I hadn't even got to the interview. So it's like, well... You know, I'm very lucky that I've stumbled across this company because, you know, I've had so many so far that have, 
you know, I've just backfired. Well, not backfired, but, you know, I just haven't just not getting anywhere. You know, I'm, I've got a CV that's got lots of kind of general experience on it, you know, that might be good in this industry, plus the things that I've learned. But, yeah, just couldn't couldn't get to an interview with any other ones. But, yeah, in this one, I've been invited to a second interview. So, whew, as you can imagine, the uh, the nerves were, were jangling once again, especially when I found out what the nature of the exam was. And, you know, what it was was a three-hour practical exam. So, uh yeah, my initial instinct was, whew, well, what a brilliant opportunity to see the kind of exam you might be given in an interview situation. You know, I thought, you know, that's that's going to be good. You know, if I can get maybe even get a copy of that to take home and learn, just literally learn in hindsight, retrospectively, what it would have taken to have passed that, you know, this is going to give me a better chance at the next interview. So again, you know, let's just go along. Let's see what happens. You never know. So I got to the second interview, and uh, and yeah, basically the the brief of the of the exam was make a membership area for uh, you know make a basically make a make a membership area. That was basically it. I don't know where I was going with it the first time I talked about it. That's what it was. It was a a membership area. So you know, make a secure area where you can uh, where you can literally create, store, read, and update records. And I was like, well, you know, I have done that. So, you know, at least at that point, I was like, well, you know, at least, you know, I can sit here for this three hours, you know, I can actually produce something. And that was good. That settled me down straight away because it was scary. And, you know, I thought well, going in there, I was like, I'm going to be reading all these questions. I'm not going to know where to start. I don't know if at the time I'm going to be able to, you know, to use the Internet as a resource to try and get my head around some of this stuff. Thankfully, I could in the situation. But, yeah, when I saw this brief and I said, you know, oh, brilliant, I can do it, you know, Again, it's probably not going to be the best one they've ever seen, but I can, you know, I can do something, and that's good. So I did. So I basically replicated pretty much what I'd made for the Hollingbury website. It was an opportunity for him now to at least see some of the code that I'd made. And uh, again, you know, it was all procedural. Um, it didn't have any fancy Twitter bootstrap in it or anything like that, which you know, uh, subsequent interviews that I, you know, I looked at after I after I started there. You know, there were these guys that had made this, uh, done this practical thing in. Uh, in their own object-oriented programming frameworks, encompassing uh, namespacing and Twitter Bootstrap, and you know all these all these fancy things. I think Composer might have been involved at some point as well. So uh, yeah. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. So I so I got it done, and uh, and that was it. Walked out of there, and funnily enough, in uh, this was just literally the day before I went on my stag do. So <laughs> I was sat there 24 hours later on in uh, in Magaluf of all places. I, I must have pointed out at this time that I didn't know I was going to Magaluf. I got dragged there. Well, I didn't get dragged there. It was my stag do, but I got taken there as a, as a surprise destination. So the fact of, uh, you know, having having these big interviews behind me and now being in Magaluf, which is a place I've never been before and uh, have heard mixed things about, yeah, the old brain was ticking over. And, uh, and yeah. So there, yeah, so there I was uh, after... After four days of um, medicinal, quote unquote, beers in Magaluf, <laughs> uh, yeah, got home and sure enough, after after a few days, I, I got a phone call and I, and I got offered the job and I was I was absolutely amazed. I was very very happy, excited. I was like, wow, you know, this is uh, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity because you know. If these guys hadn't responded to me, you know, I still wouldn't have even had an interview at this point. And now I've been offered a job. You know, this is this is awesome. You know, I was, I was so excited. And oh, apologies if you've heard a Skype noise there. You may or may not have. Um, but anyway, uh, so 
so yeah, started the job. It was a mixed old job. It was a bit of everything, really. It wasn't. It was more um, probably the stage where most new developers come into and uh, and start. You know, you, the first job you get a lot of times is working on updates for sites and stuff, and that's pretty much what I did. And a lot of it was quite interesting. You know, you get to see code structures of websites. You get to see things that you've never done before. Um, I had to learn classic ASP, which uh, which I, I guess I still remember now a bit of. Uh, it was, I mean, I guess it's one of the most basic programming languages out there. So you know, if you're in a situation where you need to do that, you know, grab it with both arms because you know it will teach you teach you the fundamentals of programming. Certainly, um, possibly not the not the nicest language to write code in, but you know, I'll, I'll let you be the judge of that. So yeah, so worked on a number of sites there, and uh, for one reason or another, just after after six months or so, I decided that you know maybe it wasn't the place for me. Uh, so you know, let's let's see what else is out there. You know, after all, I got this job. Who's to say I didn't get it? I couldn't get another one. So you know, from there, I moved on to to the job where I am now. I'm uh, I'm now working in Horsman Den for a design company. I'm uh, I'm now the the sole developer here. I um, I'm still using a lot of the fundamentals that I learned, but mainly mainly kind of focused around object-oriented programming now in PHP, and uh, yeah, I'm responsible for all areas of the of the website of this business. And you know, it's pretty exciting to think. You know, obviously, uh, less than two years ago, I hadn't even had my first interview yet. You know, things have gone pretty well, but you know, I've I've kept up the learning. You know, every day has been a learning curve. You know, you. You can't really stand still. If you if you if you want to be the best that you can be as a developer, you need to make sure that you know you're constantly embracing as many new things as you can, and you know putting yourself out there and trying new stuff, and so on and so on. So yeah, so there was another developer here when I started, and um, he's he's since gone. So yeah, I've I've since then been the sole developer here. To, uh, to throw some vital statistics on the situation, you know, uh, what technologies do I use? Oh, now this is the exciting bit, isn't it? Uh, well, the uh, the text editor I love is Sublime Text 2. It's uh, it's brilliant. I would recommend to uh, to any developer to to certainly consider using that. I know that there's things out there now like PHP Storm, which are taking the world by uh, well, by storm. So you know that was clever. That's clever marketing by them, wasn't it? Uh, but I haven't looked at that yet. You know, Sublime Text 2 does the job for me. Um, I've, I know a lot of shortcuts with it. I'm able to code quickly with it. You know, I, for a long time I was still using Notepad++. You know, I liked that. You know, it's, it's very, very much a personal preference kind of thing. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's the text editor I use. Uh, I like to develop mainly in Chrome because I like their extensions. I, uh, I just, it's... It just feels the best for me. Again, that's a personal preference thing. Uh, I like to use Git for version control. This is this is actually yes. This is an area that I th I think any developer that is not using Git or using version control, uh, yeah, definitely definitely start to learn this stuff. I you know it's uh, to to try and give you a brief summar summarization of it. It's it's a way of um, of saving your code in stages. So. Imagine, imagine building a website and and getting three hours into working on a file or something, and then realizing, oh God, you know, well, that that bit was right, but that bit in the middle was wrong, or whatever, you know. And instead of having to hit Command Z, undo, 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 all the way through to get back to that state, 
you can literally save a snapshot in time of whatever it is you're doing, or a commit as they call it. You can commit your code at any point. So, you know, let's say let's say building the members website, right? The first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to build the login. So get the login built, right? Commit. I'm going to commit that because I know at this moment in time in the code, everything's hunky dory, and I've now got the login bit working. Now I can move on to the next bit. So I build the next bit, right? I'm going to build the the form to create new members. Okay, so I build that. And then I, I test that, so create some members. Brilliant. Oh, you know, excellent. That bit's going in. That's working perfectly. So uh, I'm going to commit that now. You know, so now I've now I've got a website where I know obviously everything up to that point before was working perfectly. Now I've got a new feature that works perfectly as well. I'm going to save that. So yeah, so that's basically you know that's one of the main reasons for using it. Uh, another reason I use it is because it enables you to store code remotely online. Uh, I use Bitbucket for this, and it makes it nice and easy for you know if I'm working at, if I'm at work and then I go home and I need to continue working on the website, I haven't got to paste the whole thing into Dropbox or do something like that, which you know takes forever. Gets nice and quick. You know I I, I can commit all my code up to uh, up to Bitbucket, and then when I get home, I can literally use Git pull. To uh, to get that information back down, that's obviously um, a whistle stop technical tour of Git. You know the resources out there are pretty good to learn it, but that's kind of an idea of what it does. Uh, my my personal method for learning that was through tutsplus.com, uh, which I'll talk more about in a minute. But yeah, there was um, a course on there by a guy called Andrew Burgess. Um, it may have been released free since then. I'm I'm a subscriber to Tutsplus, which in the UK cost me about ten pounds a month. And um, the content is unbelievable. So again, there's another recommendation for you. Uh, yeah, so I use Git. Um, I use PHP, obviously. Um, I my, I use all, I do all my database work in SQL Pro. Um, if if you're using PHP, my admin, then that's a, that's a very very good tool. You know, I did use that for a long time, but I just found I was able to achieve things a lot quicker using SQL Pro. So maybe investigate looking at that. In the, in the first web job I did, we used um, we used some software called Navicat. That was that was excellent, but it, unfortunately, it's not free. So uh, you know, if you if you're happy to pay the money, obviously go down that road. Uh, I also do I do all my developing now in a Mac environment. Um, at work, I I have Mac OS X. Um, currently using version ten point nine point three. I don't know why I chose to tell you that. That's not the most interesting part. But yeah, I also have a MacBook Pro. Um, I was using Windows for a long time, to be honest. And before I started in my new job, I'd never even looked at a Mac. But you know, after a couple of couple of months or so of working on a Mac, I was a convert straight away. Um, for those of you who have constant problems with things running slow on Windows, then uh, you know maybe just investigate Macs. You know, they're they're brilliant. I, I find they're so much easier to work with, and much nicer. So, uh, so yep. Yeah, so I like that. What else do I use? I like using the command line a lot. This is this is you know, obviously this isn't this isn't something for everyone. Not everyone likes to use command line. Some people like using uh, you know graphical user interface thingies like um, source tree for Git, for example, that kind of thing. Or PHP, my admin is obviously is obviously that you know some people just like to do all their SQL via the command line, but I I find that it it gives me a more rounded you know backup you know of what I'm capable of doing if I if I've got knowledge of the terminal and that's something that I endeavour to learn even if it's just things like 
you know, instead of right-clicking create file and then typing the name, you know, a few commands there. You can literally, if you're in the right directory in the terminal, you can just use quick commands to create your file structures for your websites. Little things like that. You know, I know obviously it's capable of doing things that are much more advanced than that, but, you know, that's what I like to use. And I found it quicker, and I definitely recommend that you do that. And yeah, that's uh, that's basically it for the for the for the tools of my trade, as it were. So um, so that's basically kind of kind of it about me in a nutshell. Uh, I don't know how long this uh, this show's gone on for. Uh, I didn't want to make it too long, obviously, and lose people. But you know, there's uh, there's a few, uh, just a couple of other things I'd like to talk about. Um, I thought it'd be quite interesting to share the things that I do like and don't like about the industry. Uh, shall we go with the dislikes first, the bad things? Uh, well, the first one is, as I'm sure with you, God dear, I can't stand the uh, the discrepancies between browsers and platforms and things like that. And, you know, this website works brilliantly on Chrome and Firefox, doesn't work very well on Internet Explorer, or it works brilliantly on Internet Explorer 9, but not 8 or 10 or... Oh, I've got this bug occurred in Firefox 21.1.3, but it works brilliantly in 21.4. Oh, God, it, yeah, it's uh, it's mind-numbing. And where does it end, you know? So many things like that to contend with, and, you know, that's before you even get to, uh, oh, this doesn't work on my Nexus Pro or my iPad or my iPad Mini or my whatever, <laughs> whatever else. That, to be honest, is probably the biggest kind of thing that I'm that I struggle with in terms of uh, in terms of the industry you know I genuinely I, I absolutely love it I think it's brilliant you know the things that I love about it you know it's pretty cool you know we're making websites you know we're we're living in the 21st century we're doing modern things we you know we're, we're available we're um, able to learn new technologies every day there's always something to learn there's always ways to get better it's just you know the the content of the job itself is just something that I don't see I'll, I'll ever get bored of. You know, there's uh, every single day I'm at work or I'm on a website presents me with a new challenge. You know, it's something new to be solved, which is brilliant because it's obviously I'm going to get better. You know, because I this is something that I haven't encountered before, so I'm going to need to learn something to fix this problem. So, you know, doing that every day. You know, I think in a lot of ways the problem solving element of programming is one of my favourite things. I love it when you know, and I need to fix a problem, you know, and but I need to come up with a creative way of doing it, you know, a way that I can have maximum impact with the, you know, the least amount of code, you know, obviously replicating code is a, is a very, very bad thing, you know, it's it's forgivable, it happens, you know, I, I still do it from time to time, I think I think that's one of the biggest marks of experience actually is um, is how much your code is replicated or the amount of code that you need in order to achieve a certain task, you know, if if you're a beginner and it takes you that many lines, then, you know, be proud of the fact that, you know, you've got to the solution, you know, you figured out what you needed to do. And then, you know, as time goes by, you might learn different techniques or something like that. And you think, oh, I'll come back later on and, you know, I'm going to make that that 20 line function into three lines. You know, it, it can be done. You know, once you just when you when you actually progress as a developer, you, you realize kind of where you've gone wrong before and. You know, and, and naturally, as a result of that, you know your your speed in uh, of creating websites applications just increases straight away. You know, it's it's a natural learning curve and it's a natural process. So, you know, if you're in this situation like me, where you know you you've started from from nothing and you are working your way up, just just 
you know, don't feel like it has to be perfect straight away. You know, be, be focused on getting to the solution, you know, getting it done and then make it look pretty later on if you need to. That's, that's you know, I think that's valuable advice. You know, you could, you know, how do you know you're not at the shortest solution available if you haven't got to it yet? It's better to get to the solution and then figure out how to improve how you got there than to spend ages working, trying to write perfect code in the process and not actually getting there. And they'll actually get into that finished solution. So yeah, that pretty much sums it up for me. Um, you know, this has been an absolute blast. As I say, uh, apologies if uh, if anything I said hasn't made sense. It's uh, it's pretty unusual recording a podcast on your own. So you know, I've given it my best shot, and I hope there's been something in there for you guys. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, again, I need to apologise for my appalling Scottish accent that I used in the beginning. Uh, it was. Uh, it was meant to come out so much better than that, but it didn't. Uh, and yeah, so I'd just like to give a few thanks if I can, you know, to, you know, there's, there's been a lot of things that have helped me get to where I am. And, you know, I've, I've, I always try and thank the people through Twitter or whatever means that I'm using to, you know, if they've taught me something. But if there's any chance they listen to this, uh, to this show, then this is obviously my personal thanks to them. Uh, the first people I'd like to thank are Ed, Mike and Fraser. Uh, my fellow podcast host, you know, you guys uh, help me every day. We all work together. You know, we're all help to make each other better developers, and we're all very keen and passionate about what we do, which is good. Uh, Lisa Erbit to create a website. Thank you very much for those tutorials in the early days. You know, the HTML, CSS stuff that you know are the building blocks of where I am now, which has been brilliant. Alex Garrett, uh, uh, PHP Academy. You know, your PHP tutorials, I've still watched them now. You know, any time that I come up with a new problem, I'm straight onto YouTube looking at PHP Academy. So, you know, I, I can't recommend those guys enough to uh, to learn PHP content from. And, you know, loads of other stuff in the industry as well. They're not just PHP. They do all sorts on there. So they're brilliant. Bucky Roberts for uh, for lots and lots of laughter while learning, which, uh, which made the learning more effective. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing tutorials um, as much these days. I haven't actually looked at the, at the new Boston for a little while, but I'll have to have another look and see where they're at. They've been great. Um, Jay Ream, this is another guy that pops up on YouTube quite a lot. Uh, he goes, but he calls himself Jesse on those tutorials. But if if you're um, if you're ever trying to find a tutorial and, and the name Jay Ream comes up next to it, then you have a personal recommendation from me to listen to that. Because uh, you know, I, th I think he provides some of the best material out there. Uh, Jeffrey Way, Jeffrey Way is um, is an absolutely brilliant uh, tutor, website tutor. Uh, he he's mainly sort of based around teaching Laravel content now, but he was initially heavily involved in Tuts Plus when I first subscribed to them. Uh, but I'm subscribed to Laracast now. I, I don't use Laravel a massive amount, but. Um, I still I still watch the tutorials. I still use the content because, you know, encompassed within those tutorials is still stuff that you can take and apply to anything. And Jeffrey Way is probably one of the best at, at taking a new subject and making it understandable. Uh, yeah, Tuts Plus as well to those guys for everything they do on there. And then yeah, that brings me uh, back on to my final thank you, and that again to you is uh, is to you, Mr. David Connolly. Thank you very much indeed for asking me to to produce the show for you this week. Uh, I hope I've done you proud, but as you said, if it's rubbish, then uh, you know you can come on next week and, and be all the better for it. So yeah, this is me. This is Lewis Kane signing off from the DC Radio Network. This has been an absolute pleasure. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is LKane's Web Dev. 
uh, and I, my website is in development at the moment, so there's no point plugging that. So uh, yeah, by all means, if any of you guys have any questions or just like to get in touch, speak to me, anything at all, it'd be amazing to hear from you. This has been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Signing off. Good night. <laughs>